This is Freelance Wrestling. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, I am going to stay this far away from the microphone. You're pretty fine. We're pretty good right now. I'm looking at the levels. Looks good. I don't know what's going to happen after we know, but you yeah. know, I do my best. Uh, you do do your best. I need to... It's becoming a trend now uh-huh. that I blow, I blow up the speakers and I blow people's eardrums, so I'm going to sit back. I'm going to sit back, relax... Where we were talking about Battle Royal that occurred at the local Square Auditorium on May 17th. And then we're going to talk about Freelance vs. the World 5, although like not much has been announced. But it's a fifth anniversary show. You know what that means? That two years ago, we did the Freelance uh, Buffet Bracket Belt presentation. Two, that was two years ago? Yeah, it was at uh, Freelance vs. the World 3. It's been a quick two years, man. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like quick. longer, but you know, it doesn't feel heavy. Like I've enjoyed these two years. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, I have too. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, one of those things that feels like long and short at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, it's like we put out a lot of content, a lot of seen a lot of shows. We just finished watching the the Battle Royale, the Battle Royale. But then again, like I guess we're in such a normal rhythm that. In the blink of an eye, it's like, it's hey, it's already June. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where did the first half of this year go? Shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're going to blink again and it's going to be like Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about winter. Yeah. Uh, the summer is upon us. I'm going to... This Friday. I'll leave June 7th. That's right, it's this Friday. So you head out... Um, anything's on your bucket list or you're just going to go with whatever Margaret has on the agenda? No, she, we kind of bought like a 12 day thing. So the agenda is like already, Oh, it's already yeah, pre-made. Their agenda is already pre-made. Um, and we just follow this tour, this tour, this group, a lot of it's going to be in the Serengeti and then we're going to head over to Zanzibar Island, which is on like the, we're, we're all on the East side. Okay. Like Kenya, Tanzania. Uh, Zanzibar Island. Any so, specific reason why Africa? Margaret's always wanted to go, and why not? Yeah, I don't know. She's she's always wanted to do a safari, and she's got the travel bug. Mm-hmm. So you know, my idea of traveling, although I do enjoy getting out of the country, but sometimes my idea of traveling is just like going to another city nearby. Like I want to go to LA this year. Okay. But and I went to San Francisco earlier in the year, but she's got bigger plans, and I'm just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, uh, last time you guys went out of the country was to Germany, right? Yeah, it was to Germany. That was a couple years ago, maybe yeah, I think more. It was maybe around the when we started doing the pod, somewhere around there. Were we already doing it when I went? Yeah, yeah, okay. we were already doing it. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, that was a blast. But I do get homesick. Like I can't travel for too long. I enjoy the routine mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Like on the weekends, I'm I'm I have no routine. I just do whatever. Especially if it's Sunday, you just don't even want to leave your house. Yes, mostly. Because <laughs> yeah, I feel like during Monday, I'm following the routine. I'm following people's orders. Clients are dem- requesting, demanding things. So by the time like Friday night gets around, like I don't want anyone to tell me what to yeah. do. You know, 
And yeah. then obviously there's exceptions. Like if I have obligations with you, uh, I'm going to do those because I enjoy doing those. And then Margaret and then whatever plans. But yeah, especially on Sunday, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much sick of, of people telling me what I should do with my time. And then I just need to reset. Hey, I, I envy the ability, like, you know, because during the week, like I'm, I'm working, uh, whatever comes my way, tackling it. And then the weekend for me is like, okay, so there's a couple of wrestling shows. Like that's what I enjoy going to and, and I like doing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, now on Sundays I'm, I'm playing soccer in the morning. And then I also have to act like I'm not tired, you know, get home and let's see what the family wants to do. And, you know, it's Friday. Like, for example, last Friday I went fishing, like, in the middle of the day, just a random thing. Pedro called me up. And he's like, hey, let's do this. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm working from home. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I get home and I have to pretend like I'm not tired at all. Just jump in the shower and like, oh, you know, like, Carla wants to go out for dinner. Or, you know, Carla said we're going to go see her parents. I'm like, yep, I'm game for it. <laughs> and I just got to put up this, you know, like, like I never get tired. And one of the things that I've been facing lately uh, I don't think I told you it was uh I, I can't drink coffee anymore. Why? I get I get anxiety. Oh, like jitters? Or like Yeah, like I don't know, I feel uncomfortable and I feel like I need to check on people making sure everybody's okay, like huh, very okay. Anxiety. So well and that's yeah. you know, when I do the large coffees. Mm, like that was my probably thing. just too much. Yeah. yeah. So now I've dialed it down to like, you know, a small iced coffee a day. Okay. And that's cool. But yeah, yeah. if I overdo it, I automatically like shit starts happening and I'm like, Oh, I don't like that feeling. No, I, definitely not. Um But yeah, yeah that's that's cool, man. Like, you're getting to go out there. Uh, take a vacation, break from the from the craziness in the city and in life, and breaking routine is good. Yeah, it is. Just not for too long. I think this is like even even like when we were planning this, I was like, "Are we gonna go for like nine days?" She's like, "No, like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, twelve to fourteen. I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm uh, she wins this one, mm-hmm. but I'm not. It's not like I should be complaining. I get to go, you know. Well, I mean, next time you go to Japan and, you know, catch a New Japan show. Dude, we really need to go to Japan. Um, speaking of, I didn't get to mention this when we talked to James last time, but that a, that jo- Joshi match at Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. two people in there f- were from Gato Move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Greg, our friend yep. Greg, was, mm-hmm. who I just saw our friend Greg. And actually, funny enough, I was listening to Schedule for One Fall. They, they mentioned that. And I'm like, oh, we haven't talked to, uh, you know, our New Japan uh, representative or yeah, our correspondent. <laughs> so we haven't had him in, in a long time. I haven't talked to him. I don't see him often. So. I just saw him, and he's like, I just saw him for a baptism um, Saturday, this past Saturday. And he's like, we were at the baptism talking about Tournament of Death. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to check out Tournament of Death tonight. I was like, <laughs> like at a baptism. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny, but... Um, he's doing great and he's going to Japan again and he's oh, going nice. to see t- in like August maybe. Okay. And he's going to see like two deathmatch shows outside in a park. He said, okay. Uh, I think the promotions may be big Japan. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. Known. Well, there's a, but there's a lot, there's a lot out and, there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Hey, did you check out those two people from Gato move? Mm-hmm. He didn't check out the match, but I was like, one of them is the owner. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you can reach out to her personally and get tickets from her or like re- yeah, reserve the- tickets <laughs> and then go see a Gato move show which is no ropes right at least the one they run. i don't know if they run all their shows like that but it's just a mat mm-hmm. which is like and in a small real small venue uh, apparently talking about no ropes there was a uh i don't know if you saw the post from uh shug d he had a he had a show 
and I don't know if something happened with the ring or to the ring, and they ended up laying out mats, and they had to show in just mats in the gym, in the middle of the gym. I think I saw that, yeah. I was like, it's it's crazy, you know, like, but, you know, I guess that puts a, a new test to your to your skills and getting a match through without any ropes. Yeah. Especially American style, obviously, like, I'm sure Gato, like, they're, they're used to having those type of shows here and there. Right. It's hard to do, because I feel like a lot of people's offense is, like, they want to go to a rope move. Yeah. Or use the turnbuckle. I mean, you, you like saw, that. I think, were you there when uh, it was Penta versus uh, Chris Hero and the rope broke? No, so they I were, think you told me about that. Yeah, they, like, I mean, they had to adjust their match. And even when Penta wanted to go for the, like, to lean against the ropes, he did that kind of, like, Rey Mysterio where he, like, does, he leans against the ropes on the, on the first rope. I don't know if you've ever noticed that for Mysterio. Like, yeah. at times, depending on the move that he's trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. like, he'll do that and, like, just adjusting on the spot. And, like, that was pretty cool to see live. But I have never witnessed a show with no ropes. So that's, that's something that I would like to see. The Bloodsport show. Well, like you live, like seeing oh, live. Oh, live, live. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, live would be very different. Oh. Um, I think that'd be like on my bucket list would be like some kind of wrestling in Japan, a Gato move show or something underground. Like and that. before we get into freelance, since we're talking about different types of wrestling and, you know, wrestling's a buffet. I agree. Did you get to watch NXT TakeOver? Oh, yeah, I did watch NXT TakeOver. See, I do watch uh, wrestling. <laughs> I, I watched it uh, <laughs> Sunday morning before starting cut, start cutting the lawn. And man, like that Johnny Gargano, I don't know. I don't know if I liked it. I had mixed feelings about it. It was a good match, but at the end, like the aftertaste was like, is this all Johnny Gargano's gonna be? Like, in the sense of like, I just like do feel like that there's they they make the match a little bit too long with with too many uh, false finishes. Okay, that was I, you know like I don't know where the max is because like. Gargano and Almas was like that. Yeah. And then Gargano and um, Cole won. Right. Was a, a notch up. And then this past one. <laughs> was a, yeah, they took it up a was, level. Was a, this has to be the max for false finish. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's kind of cool that those, both matches were like that. So at least it's like consistent with those two. Um, but I, well, I was maybe this just might be a Gargano it. thing. Like, mm-hmm. But I don't know how they're gonna, how anyone's gonna beat that in terms of like that type of finish. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you saying? Anything that else that stood out? I really liked that uh, the opener match, um, Bro versus. Uh, who did he, what was his name? I know his name. You know, I know you know his name. I know you know. I know his name. Shock the system. Yes, <laughs> oh, you're there. There's four people. Who are the four people? <laughs> in my mind, I keep thinking Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Well, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins. It, yeah, that Kurt is Hawkins not his is name. In the undisputed era, right? <laughs> Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. Yep. The no. So what's his name? I I can't give you this one. Bro. Well, fuck it. I like that match, right? <laughs> <laughs> Roderick uh, Strong. Roderick Strong. There you go. Why? Well, I, I don't know. Kurt Hawkins. No, nothing to do with him. At, I, at some point, I gotta like. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a douche, but I think like me not giving it to you will help you practice. <laughs> practice remembering the Bro, that's just... of the names <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's a brain power I, I don't have them that much at this hour of the night but um yeah i really like the opener okay um, i didn't know there wasn't anything special that jumped out at me for that match not that it wasn't good i think but... just the physical presence of, of matt riddle sometimes is enough like yeah like the way he sells things and he's like hulking up again and 
and just like, like he sweats so much he becomes so shiny <laughs> like it's like I, I really I really dig him man I, I really like him yeah um, I like the ending of the tag match where like the, uh, Ford just like jumped like springboard oh, onto the ladder, ladder and mm-hmm. just like it was like an oh shit like gotcha yeah. moment um those are always so like 50 50 like it could go really wrong too i know like, like what if you <laughs> what if you screw that up does he just like climb it really quick <laughs> i don't like yeah i think it has happened like that before yeah probably um what were the other ones oh the dream and match. breeze and then the women's match the, what did you think about that one I, st- I think velveteen dream is like consistently usually my favorite match on the card i feel yeah he's definitely up there um i hope tyler breeze like continues to stick around like i hope they keep using him in nxt and uh i could see like a breeze and riddle feud mm-hmm. like i could see that um beauty and the bro maybe they, they form oh, a tag, tag team, team beauty and the bro mm-hmm. um but it, i i thought it was like i mean it i'm i'm kind of like not waiting for but what's going to be that takeover that flops and it's like, how do you have yeah. 25 straight takeovers and none of them are... Are disappointing. Are like, disappointing. None of But them. then, you know, you look at the main roster and then, you know, everything goes to hell after that. You look that. at the main roster and you're praying... There's just never a full pay-per-view well, that's gratifying. It's also pretty hard in the sense of, like, this was, what, five matches, six matches, I think? Yeah. For NXT. And then on the main card, you have, like, eight-hour pay-per-views or, yeah. you know, like... Well, that's part of the... Yeah. That's part of the problem, right. but... That's not going down that rabbit hole. No, that um, is a rabbit hole. Shayna Blazer, ba- Blazer, Baszler, mm-hmm. um, retaining. I, I don't know. I think it's time for her to let it go. But I, don't know. I also feel like they want to build her as a powerhouse at NXT, and but then that's the risk that you take, I guess. Like when when they do that, and you're a staple in NXT, and you carry that championship for so long, look what happened to Asuka. Yeah. But within the NXT world, I guess she's doing her job because, you know, she's she's definitely healing it up with her friends and shit. So I just want her to lose and somebody to really beat her ass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's just always going to have, like, short and quick matches. But I don't, they, I don't feel like they've tested her as far as, like, giving her a marathon match. Mm-hmm. I feel like her matches are always the shortest. And I feel like it's still kind of... the. The reputation that I gave her as a fan was, like, her matches are shorter to potentially hide, like, faults. Mm-hmm. And her matches are very, like, she just gets you. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. out of nowhere, kind of, like... So, it would be cool. I just don't know if she's, like, even... I don't I know if the good. word is ready, but I feel like there's still untapped potential there from an in-ring standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, if maybe she does, like, a really long marathon match and she can, like, hold it. Yeah. That, to me, would be, like, a big test for her. Um, although Candace beat the shit out of her at the end. Bro, Candace almost, like... Like, the way she wha- <laughs> whacked that initial um, Kendall stick to her back, it wasn't, like, a direct shot. It was, like, a scoop-up, kind of, like... Like an uppercut? Kind of. And that, that shit just, like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, that had to hurt. And then they show her back afterwards, and, yeah, like, you see that fucking... Kendall shot in her back. It's and she she went town on her with that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what her um, uh, her friends. I can't think of their names right now. But one of them is married to Rod- Roderick Strong. I don't know if they're 
Come on, Charlie. You gotta know their names. Do you know their They're names? They're the four horse, the four horsewomen. What's their names then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what their deal is. That they don't. They kind of seem to be almost like well, in, in like that, plateaued that sounds, at this point. But I don't know like, if they're getting better. Because I've only been watching right now. Just I'm watching NXT Takeover, so I'm not following week to week. So mm-hmm. maybe they have something else. That's true. You know that builds their character on a weekly basis, but for me, like I didn't see much. I just know right now that they, you know, help her out in Trump matches. Yeah. So. I guess they have their role. All right, are you ready to talk about Freelance Battle Royale? Yeah, we can talk about it. You got your notes out? Notes are out. <laughs> and if by notes you mean matches and results, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this show, because it was a battle royale, we didn't open with. The, the scramble match that we would normally open up with. Uh, we actually opened w- up with a women's match. Mm-hmm. Sasha McKenzie versus Jody Threat versus Solo Darling versus Lainey Luck. So this is uh, the second time I see Sasha at Freelance. Okay. And I, I really dig that... Uh, that's, I don't know the name of the move, but it's uh, she does the splits, but in a stunner. Yeah. Um, I really like the move, but I feel like she uses it a lot. Okay. Or she used it a lot in this... I think I saw a couple. Like, I would like that to be special. I don't know. A couple times? I'm not yeah. sure if that's her finisher or not. I just have it. it yeah, it's probably not her finisher either, so that's why I'm like... But I, I like it regardless. Yeah. Um, Solo Darling also looks looked pretty good. She did Texas Cloverleaf? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gravitating towards the old school moves. I'm moving away from... I'm so desensitized to Lucha... Not that I'm not that that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm hating on it. I'm just so desensitized to it that I'm I'm like when people do like us running her karana on the ropes. I'm like okay, like I'm like yeah. Well, yeah. When people do running her her karana on the ropes, I'm like huh. When people do a Russian leg save, I'm like nice. Yeah, yeah. So like that's where if if you want to be different, swing like your pendulum pendulum back to like the old school right, stuff. Right, and eventually everybody will swing that way, and then you yeah. gotta go the other way. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Um, zig when people zag. <laughs> exactly. And then doing that means strap on a Texas Cloverleaf if you can. Lady Luck. I mean, I know we we talked to her. We talked about her a lot, mm-hmm. and she just gets more confident, more confident every time in the ring. Like yeah. she, it feels really like she knows what she's doing. Like she's confident in the next move she's gonna do. And she picks up the win here. She does pick up the win win. with the unicutter. I did also like how she kind of made a lighthearted about the fact that when she went up for that plancha last time, she slipped. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid to make fun of yourself. Like, we make fun of each other and ourselves on this podcast. Um, So I think that's a very, like, endearing quality is that she's, like, kind of jabbed at, ribbed herself but then also delivered a really good move. Yeah, and everyone got their shit in. Shaz and Laney were the most impressive people for me in this match. Yep. And after this match, Kirby introduces the Legacy Belt, which yeah. is something that we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. But should they have a, what well, we would call it the mid-card belt. I don't know exactly what purposes or how they're going to present it, what, what framework is going to be looked around for yeah. this belt. We don't know anything. They haven't announced anything. Right? right. Nope. We've just seen, you know, pictures of Val with the with the belt. Somebody's going to go for this belt because they announced that there's it was going to debut in the upcoming show. Do you think it's going to be a so, scramble belt? Mm, that could be interesting. Do you think it's going to be just the, win, the winner... There's going to be a scramble match to decide who wins it. Who, yeah, to, to open it up to see who wins it. And then and then after that, what? Like, 
after a scramble match, you get to challenge for it. I don't know. Well, do you if see you win a scramble match, you get mm-hmm. to challenge for it. Yeah, that, yeah and that, that guarantees be... a match for the next show. That doesn't have to be a scramble match. Is like right, like meaning. So if I don't know, Space Monkey wins the scramble, he's the champion, and then next month, whoever wins the scramble, then that sets up a match for the winner and and who has the belt. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And, and you know, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just an idea because we don't know much about uh, what the legacy belt will yeah. mean for freelance. Legacy, legacy. Does that does that have a deeper meaning? Does that mean that? Uh, like have the, have the scrambles been going on since the beginning? Are they are scrambles part of freelance's legacy? I mean, at least I if you say, ask yeah. me from where I, when I started my freelance right. attendance, like I think the the scrambles have been a thing. And then you think is are you leaning towards Space Monkey as like a main a title holder? Well, uh, we will touch on that because I might see I'm holding a tag team title. Okay. So I'll shut my yapper. <laughs> So up next, we have Ophidian versus Eric Cannon. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Ophidian, you know, in, 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 a long time ago with the rabbit holes and the videos from, from our friend Jeremy, the real Jeremy. The real Jeremy Zaha, yes. Um, those, those podcasts did not draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was an experiment, you know? Yeah. Try something new. I, I was talking before you know it the pendulum's gonna swing that way and people are gonna do rabbit holes and we're gonna go the other way Charlie don't you worry about that we're out of the curve we're out of the curve on rabbit hole videos but I was talking to Greg Nasty at the baptism uh-huh. and I was like I was explaining him the concept he's like I would like those he's like I would like something like that he's like I like watching weird shit on YouTube I'm like yeah I know uh, maybe it just didn't translate well to audio like, maybe right. people didn't follow up and watch the videos after. I know, like, I, I think Hector, our friend Hector, AEW Hector. AEW Hector. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he mentioned, like, he's like, nah, I don't really like those. Like, he, like, <laughs> gave him, like, a... <laughs> he, he gave you the knock it off. Like. No, they were not over with Hector. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't know. We tried it. I have no maybe they were too short it. of an episode, and you know he's always listening on the elliptical, so it was enough. It was enough for his workout. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, we should have thought Hector is in like pristine shape, right? So we right. need to do a marathon podcast <laughs> called the Hector Elliptical Podcast. See, there and you just go. Talk for like two hours so he can get his whole workout in. And listen, and to catch us. up on wrestling because I don't know if he watches wrestling either. Apparently, no. I don't. So. <laughs> Well, he goes to AEW shows now, so I've seen him there constantly. Okay. Um, Ophidian versus Sir Eric Cannon. Um, I really like this match. This was the first time I see Ophidian live. Yep. Had never seen him before. Um, I learned that he makes his own gear, his own masks. Ooh. Uh, we had a, a, a small mask conversation. Oh, did you? How much? Uh, let's say I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't budging? No, I didn't even try to poach that hard either. Just, right. You know, just trying to get a feel for, for what they were going for. Okay. Um, but in this match, like I said, I, I really liked it. Uh, it was a feel-good match, I think. Uh, they shared a beer at the end. That's always a good thing. You know, Absolutely. Like whenever you can share a beer with your opponent. Mm-hmm. Any, any other insights into this match? No, Eric Cannon ended up getting the win with total anarchy. Yes. Um, I just liked Ophidian's tricky tactics. His, his avoiding tactics to the point where Air Cannon had to take, take a, a breather <laughs> and rehydrate with some mm-hmm. PBR. Um, the commentary, there was two things on commentary that made me really laugh. The the four-way women's match. Mm-hmm. Jody Threat is from Canada, and Sterling was like, repping the six, 
Or representing the six. And I had to, like, look that up. I guess mm-hmm. it means, like, representing Canada. Mm-hmm. And came, I was like, don't say that. Don't say that, Sterling. And then during this during this match... Um, oh, God. Now I'm having a crest moment. What's his name? The third commentator. Zach? Is it Zach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he... Shit, I hope I'm right, because... <laughs> Maybe. I think it's Zach. And he mentioned, he was like, I think maybe Eric Cannon's like PBR got knocked out of his hand or something. And he's like, it's like a waste of $7 or something <laughs> like that. And I popped big because the beer's expensive at Logan's Beer Square is expensive. Auditorium. I don't, I don't like that. We need to talk. I like, I like bear one prices. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the Eagles club. I, I think, you know, eventually after so many shows, after so many beers bought, you have to enter this like VIP membership where you have beer at this kind of price. I agree. There at should be like a loyalty already, card or yeah, something like something, that. Something, you know. Yeah. But this Bullshit. is, you know, <laughs> it's uh, pro wrestling, so none of that stuff. Or at least like at least like a couple dollars go to the wrestlers or something like that or Oh, that will be nice, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that's an ideal six, world. 7 dollars. Yeah. It, it adds up. It's uh yeah, it's, I think what models are 6? I think so. So you're telling me that PBR is more expensive? No, than PBR PBR might be like yeah, five. Probably like five or six. But you'll find so. bars where PBR is two, three. Shit, when we went, yeah, when, when uh, what MLW it was like twelve bucks a Modelo. What? Shit, or, Did they give you the tall boys? No, it was a regular can. Like it was twelve dollars a can. I might be exaggerating. It could be eight, but that's still a lot. That's absolutely. You know, like so. I was like, yeah, no, no Modelos for me at at uh the Cicero Stadium. Yeah, fuck that. Um, that. (laughs) Alright, so up next we got uh, the match for the Freelance Underground Championship. Mm -hmm. Craig Mitchell versus GPA. Uh, You know, we we read off that email that uh, was sent to us. Exclusive. Exclusive, you know. Exclusive email. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You heard it in this room first. Well, a video of this room. Right. Uh, where, so we know that GPA wins here. He he, he does. wins with, with a couple heel tactics here, and and I had to go back and rewatch this a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets he accidentally uh, drop kicks Craig drop kicks uh, uh, ref Sam. Yeah, gets knocked out. Yeah. Um, and then GPA because GPA is trying to hit him with the belt. Yeah. After the ref is knocked out, he successfully hits him with the belt. Yeah, a couple times. A couple times, and hits the straight A onto the belt. Right. Head on the belt. Craig kicked out of the first two belt shots, though. Yeah. So it took three. He's got his hard head. And then we crown GPA as the champion. Now, this means that they'll go into a best out of five series. Yes. Uh, The first two, three wins takes the title so you could you know Craig could win the first match and that doesn't mean that he's going to be the champion correct you have to um, win the series in the series uh, after the first match which is going to be a singles match there'll be a stipulation with that match then the stipulation will be decided by the winner of that match yeah so if you win the first match you get to choose the stipulation for the second if you win the second you get to choose the stipulation for the third and, and so on and so forth the room for shenanigans is, is pretty big. Yeah, I mean... In the case, GPA wins one of those matches. They can get very creative. I'm interesting to see, like, you could do many different things. You could do, like, a Chris Romero on a pole match. Sure. Chris I mean, Romero on a shark cage. 
Um, Would you get up there? I'm scared of heights. <laughs> but, you know, for Craig, I'll do it. Kike uh, Moreno <laughs> in, a, in a shark cage match? I'm, you have yeah, to lower Kike down from the shark from cage? From the shark cage. Yeah. Although, you know, if it happens to be at a freelance underground show, I mean, it's outside. Yeah, I don't know how that's get a crane, happen. get a crane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I hope that I just hope there's some more unique match types than just like, yeah, yeah. I there might be like one hardcore one in there, but I hope it extends a little beyond that. Fans bring the weapons match, I, but then again, you know, that could Craig be interesting. Is, you know, Craig could just take on GPA in one on one. So we'll he see. really could. He really could just beat his ass. Just get him in a cage, no interference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on here. Oh, one thing I wanted. To, sorry, one yep. thing I wanted to mention was the lost out, the lost art of the powder. Oh, okay. GPA powdered twice at the beginning, which is just like I think that might be my favorite heel tactic is a powder. Kevin Owens does it fantastically, mm-hmm. and also I do. And uh, although he is a dastardly son of a bee, I do. Appreciate him still working in the Kylie pose into this match. Oh yeah, he not letting people forget. <laughs> uh huh. So those are just two things I wanted to say really quick. But yeah, heels should. I mean, don't overdo it. But I mean, the heel powder at the beginning is just like, especially when like the fans want to see people wrestle and they don't mm-hmm. give them that satisfaction at the start. Yep, I agree. Hashtag beat up GPA. Yes. So I was surprised here where. Uh, Kirby announces that it's time for the Freelance World Championship match. Mm-hmm. All Ego Ethan Page versus Ricochet Page. You know, this is this is not the main event, which you would think, but because we have the Battle Royal, and it's going to be like, we said that the Battle Royal was, what, over an hour? The Battle Royal was the entire second half of the show, at least on yep. the recording. Yeah, it was over an hour, and... It was a long battle royal. There was a lot going on in it, and it progressed some things, and it was fun. But yep. yeah, it was a very long battle royal. So in terms of this match, um, I popped so hard when he said, I even went, went back and watched it when I was trying to watch the battle royal. I'm like, let me catch this part. When a Kirby announces that all Eagle Ethan Page requested the Sin Carl moonlighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that motherfucker's just so good. I got that um, too. I got that note too. And I think it's one of the things I tweeted while I was at the show where it's like, Ethan Page is just at another level. He really like, is. Like, he knows what he's doing. He knows where he wants to go. Yeah. And he knows how to play the role in, in the various different promotions he's in. And I also still think that he has one of the best entrance musics, music in, in the independence right now. Yep. I would agree. Um, so, yep. He retains. He retains his title. Uh-huh. So at the end of this, though, um, I don't know if you want to touch anything about the, about the match. Itself. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna enforce our rule here mm-hmm. on myself. Okay. And I'm going to say oh, that... Here comes a negative. There comes a negative. two positives. <laughs> there just has to be one positive followed by a negative. Let's not get carried away here. Well, I guess you tried making up for that Alicia Fox comment that you gave me two positives on her. I did. I did bury, try to bury Alicia Fox. <laughs> Um, but no one even heard that podcast, so it doesn't Oh, it matter. was in one of those uh, <laughs> rabbit holes, yeah. Yeah, no, they didn't draw. Right, Jeremy's right. just not a draw. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I'm just not a draw. I'm like, bro, <laughs> 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 work on it. No. Yeah, so this this felt a little weird to me because it was like for the main belt, but it just didn't feel like a, a heavyweight, like it just didn't feel like a title fight at first. And I think it was because it was like a little goofy 
and it wasn't the last thing. So I kind of felt myself like not taking we, it as seriously as like remind me if there was the anything that tied this together. Like, is there a reason why Ricochet and Page went against Ethan Page? I don't aside of them sharing the last name. I don't think so. <laughs> I just know like they know each other pretty well. Right, right. But I don't know if there's anything extremely glaring where it's like part Ricochet of... Page should have deserved like right. this, this match. I mean, like from a storyline standpoint. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Because um, even Ethan Page used that in his uh, promo at the end of the match. Yeah, so that's the positive is the mm-hmm. sap. He Ethan Page has turned up the level of sav- savagery to on a scale of one to ten to <laughs> yeah. a scale of twenty to twenty five. So the savagery and the. Um, like the real life re- things that he's referencing in these promos, saying that this is like the death of Ricky Shane Page's career. He's like, last week I had to beat a bitch to get this belt. Not now I just beat another bitch to retain it. Yes, so that's the positive, and because the savagery is turned up to the high, the the high heavens, it is okay. up there. But to me, this meant I don't know. It just it was like. One of the, I guess, least memorable main belt fights in a, in a while, in my opinion. Yeah, just because it came out of nowhere, but I think uh, looking at the overall picture, this is what's going to set a storyline. Um, Ego does get the win by like a, a kick to the balls in a small package. Correct. So very heelish move. Correct. Cutting the promo and and you know talking about you know like you mentioned his career and him being a bitch or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and, and now, um, we touched on it a little bit about Ricky Champagne winning the Battle Royale. Yeah. Like, now there's going to be a rematch to that match. And then, you know, I, I think it will slowly built into something. But as a starting point, it came out of nowhere, I think. Sure. And because it was not at the top of the card, it also felt a little weird. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. Upcoming, we had a tag team match, which was bonkers. Tell me about it because this um, is. I skipped this match. I did wasn't there live, mm-hmm. and I didn't skip this match on purpose. But I started watching the show yesterday at like eleven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. and we had to work today, so I was up pretty late watching the show. And I was like, I'm gonna skip the tag and I'm gonna watch it at lunch, mm-hmm. which I think I w- would have been a good move because you want to watch that on its own, like. It- it was one of those that you want to watch. With a clear head. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then my lunch got completely derailed because of client stuff. So I did not watch this insane... I'm sure it was Bonkers, the yeah. tag match. It's, uh, so it was the Work Horsemen, who are the, t- the champions. Yeah. Uh, the Hooligans, the Ugly Ducklings, and the Gymnasty Boys. Wacky. I, I, yeah, for sure wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gymnasty Boys really made an impression on me in this match. Okay. Um, they did a really good job. Now, the Work Horseman came out with one title, one tag title, claiming that somebody in the back had stolen their other tag title. Ooh. Right? So then the match starts. So they, they announced that because they clearly come out with a one title. Um, and then the match starts. It's bonkers. I, I wouldn't even you know do any justice describing everything that happens in the ring. But uh, if you ask me... If the Ugly Ducklings are in a tag match, it's going to be entertaining as hell. They give it their all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really like them. Uh, the Gymnasty Boys also did, you know, great stuff. The Hooligans had a spot. Uh, one of the Hooligans and and I think well, one of the uh, the Gymnasty Boys, like, are, at the beginning of the match, like, 
you know how you run the ropes and like shoulder tackle somebody? Yeah. They were doing that spot, but they started kissing each other. Okay. So whoever gave the hardest kiss, <laughs> and then eventually they got like stuck together kissing, and then they were taking off their clothes. So then they had to stop them. So then the wackiness started. Okay. Um, it was it was such a fun match, and this closed off the first half of the show. Yeah. Um, and I was there with uh, our mutual friend Hector Oropesa, mm-hmm. and you know he's not a wrestling fan. He he's a casual, and whenever you know I'm in Logan, I'll try to convince him to go. So he stood there, you know, up to this point, and we went out during intermission, and I'm like, this guy's going to leave from here. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm calling it a night. I'm like, dude, like, there's still one match left. I don't know how long it's going to be, but there's one left. He's like, well, I don't know if anything can top what we just watched right now. <laughs> he really liked that tag match. So, um, you know, that, that says something about that match. Absolutely. Um, to me, it's like... Who do the workhorsemen face now at versus the world? So here's where I go and tell you what happened there. Okay. Once once the match concluded, um, they're you know celebrating and talking some trash, and and then you hear the the space pirates music come on, Ooh. and they're like, yeah, you were looking for your other belt. Well, you you know, you haven't beat us, so we have your other belt. So if you want it, you need to give us a rematch. Okay. So that is it hasn't been announced yet, but it's a potential match for the near future. Okay. Um, and I've been saying that the Space Pirates have been killing it everywhere, so why not kill it at Freelance and take the Workhorsemen, the Space Pirates? I think they could give us a really good match, and it I I, I don't have any problems seeing the Space Pirates taking those titles. Mm, I don't know. I think I think sure, but to me it's like. The, yes, the space pirates. Obviously, I love the space pirates. I'm not trying to poop on the space pirates, mm-hmm. but to me, in terms of like like kayfabe wise, the workhorsemen just seem like so dominant that I don't like know who can dethrone them. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem like anyone has the, the level of power that they do, kayfabe wise. But yeah, yeah. The, sp- the the space pirates do have a point, and they would they would be like if we were just to rank tag team rankings, they would be yeah. number two. So, yeah, moving on, you know, onto the uh, Battle Royale. I don't have all 30% participants. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got the list? I have all the participants. All right. I pulled a... um, Oh, crap. I didn't write down number 30. Number 30 was... Who was number 30? I didn't write down number 30. Well, go through all of them, and then if I could remember... (laughs) Fuck. Um, Isaiah Velasquez is number one. And stop right there. Number two, Pat fucking Monix coming back to freelance. Yeah. So the coolest part about this is if you say your your entire wrestling world or like anything that you just watch if is just say like the people who just watch freelance wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like think of Pat Monix last time he was at freelance wrestling. He hadn't even started to roll out Project right. Monix. Right, right. But we saw him rolling out Project Monix at other promotions, like FU, Warrior, wherever. Wherever we saw Pat, he was slowly... I think it's he like, started like, the whole Project Monix thing like back in May of last year. Yeah, it's been slowly... Mm-hmm. When, we, when we even had the podcast with him right, last that's time, he hadn't had the gear. I he was like, talking about it. Yeah. And I just got reminded that it, it renewed. So Okay. That's how I know that. It's, it, was, it was about a year ago when, when he started to roll that out. So Project Monix, the yes. character, a year in the making, if you only watch Freelance, 
you literally haven't seen like we've seen like Pat slowly like roll this mm-hmm. out. Yep. But if you if you it's such a complete one one eighty to like Pat last time in a freelance ring to Pat now. If you if that makes sense, like yeah. it's a complete revamping. If you're only in it watching freelance, yeah, wrestling, you, which is cool. If you hadn't seen Pat since last freelance show, yeah, you see a different complete Pat. Like you would only know it was Pat Monix coming up because maybe you heard Pat Monix within this entrance music because he also has custom music now. It's different too. Then. It's a different version than yeah. the first version. So this is you're, you're listening to a second version of a custom theme music. Yes. Um, and he comes up with this, you know, the new gear, the mask, the take my hand pose, like everything is, it's a whole new Pat Monix. Mm-hmm. And he made an impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was just him and I love too how it's like him and Isaiah wrestle for like what feels like 15 minutes and then they just don't bring in the next person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then later, and then later they're like, like 30 seconds go by and they start counting again, but it's wrestling so I, I'm glad they gave those two guys a t- their time and then Gringo Loco comes out Dang and it turns Gringo. into basically like Stern Richard is like oh I thought this was a triple threat like it basically <laughs> turns into a thri- triple threat match and you forget that it's a battle royal right so Gringo Loco was the third mm-hmm. and then who was the fourth because I remember like at some point I was like holy shit it was Mike Outlaw of No New Fronts okay so that then, was not, nothing against him but it yeah. wasn't the holy shit I think the holy shit moment was when those three were out yes having a triple threat match uh, Lauren Armitage Alex Olsen now was next who had a, who actually had like a really good part in this um, Hunk Cassidy the Chief of Beef Danny Adams of No New Friends Chris Castro D.L. Hurst Rough Crossing so Castro and, and Crossing right mm-hmm um, I Candy Elliot, um, who had a moment with Pat, the unfortunate parent. Yes. Um, Effie, who mm-hmm. um, I, I'll go back to notes, but I'm just reading off the yep. Effie. Uh, still life of apricot and pears, who looked like Aerostar. Okay. <laughs> the Aerostar looking guy. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Gregory Iron, Kenny Sutra, Robert Anthony, and Frank the Clown, Darren Corbin. Ricky Shane Page, Kobe Durst, At Nix, Mr. Stay Down, Tony Nas, Bobby Constellation, Craven, the Australian sensation Craven, Bucky Collins. Bucky Collins, I, I don't think he had an entrance. He was just like all of a sudden in the ring. At least I missed it, maybe. Uh, Boomer Hatfield, Mick Drake, Danger Mask, and whoever the number, entrant number 30 oh, was. Oh, did you say uh, Corbin? Uh, yes. Okay. I said Corbin. And I can't remember who entrant number 30 was. Sorry, number 30. Mm. I think he was probably pretty important. Yeah, well, we could go back and watch. Give us one second. We'll be right back. Two hours later. All right. We have gone back into the library of independent wrestling TV. Yeah, number 30 was Space Monkey. <laughs> number 30 was Space Monkey. <sighs> yes. Okay. So that is the... That this was the entire. Per- that's a lot ones. of people. Yeah. No one really pulled double duty. I think only are at Ricky Shane Page. I think that's what someone said. Like he was the only person who was in another match, and ended up coming out on top. And he ended up coming out on top. So there was a lot. That's kind of it's it's kind of cool. I mean, like we didn't kind of see the same people mm-hmm. who wrestled earlier in this battle royal, and some people who's I've never heard of kind of got a chance to like be introduced. So, would I have liked to see, like, Laney Luck 
in maybe over like a DL Hurst, sure, but then also like it's cool that freelance gives the opportunity for someone who's like DL Hurst, who no one really knows, who might just be like up and coming or or mm-hmm. popular some in another state to kind of like be introduced. So there's there's pros to that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so how do you feel about Rick Shane Page being the winner of this battle royale? I think like. I see. I see, I see. I think it makes sense because the Savage promo, it would have it would have been really weird if there wasn't that Savage promo. Mm-hmm. I think that the Savage promo gave then Ricky Shane Page a redemption, a mini redemption, and then also he got his ass kicked again. So like you're starting to kind of feel. And then there was another Savage promo. Right so, within one night, like you, yeah. you had you you built that that foundation for that storyline. Yeah, so you're starting to feel mm-hmm. bad for him. Right, um, but to me, like, I would not have if I could put my smart fedora on for a second. I don't think I think like I probably would have gone a direction of just building a storyline with someone else because like we always talk about how deep the mid card is and like how deep their role players are. Right. I probably would have um, gone somewhere else with it. Candy is one of them. Like, yeah, that, that Gringo could, Loco was actually Gringo, my pick. Yep, mm-hmm. who. Um, we saw what he can do with like a really good feud. Even ego is like there just seemed to be like hotter mid card people. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Shane Page seemed to be kind of like like you said like out of left field, a little random to build because the storyline. Because he was doing with. a lot of uh, you know uh, what was the the, the three three man tags. Well, he, he was, was teaming with Olsen. Team with Olsen, and well, he did a, he teamed with Olsen in one uh, one show. The one before that, it was a three way. Yeah. It was a three-man team. I can't remember. But it just came from that, like, it was a funny comedy, like, little weirdy The Yardy Boys. Yeah, the Yardy Boys stuff. So And then all of a sudden, he's, like, in a main title feud. So it seems really random. Right. Not that it can't be good. It can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it can't be good. It just, like, feels I'm along very... With, I'm along for the ride, but the uh, way it started, it bit. just... Yeah. yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, my notes are... Um, Isaiah's was number one two years in a row. They mentioned that. And uh, Pat Monix took him out. And Pat Monix eliminated him. Mm-hmm. And then the rule that we were pissed about was then Isaiah's came back in the ring after being eliminated. After being eliminated to eliminate a guy that was to eliminate still Monix. Match. Yeah. Which is like, that shouldn't... I, that's a, that's what a, I know that happens, and I know it's wrestling, right? And yeah, like, yeah. the rules don't matter. And I know this happens sometimes in like battle royals or royal rumbles, but that I don't like. I don't like eliminations. I, like I would that. have preferred, you know, I say as distracting him or pulling his leg while he was running the ropes or something, and then somebody eliminates him. Yeah, I would have preferred you know, that. Like, mm-hmm. Because that 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 was told me that ICS cost him the elimination because yes. he eliminated ICS. So, but, but the, they had uh, a killer spot on the stage, and like this is a feud i'm it's actually a spike pile driver right I yeah it was the dot the burn the hammer of dawn yeah yeah yeah. i think that's yeah i think so that's isaiah's move right uh, one of his moves is called mm-hmm. that and but i'm I, honestly i'm more excited for isaiah's and project monix's feud than the main title feud yeah because we understood I, that right away like yeah well, it, it wasn't that we understood it right away but it was along the battle royale they told that story and it that battle royale allowed for that story to happen with it didn't have to have anything behind it right mm-hmm. like versus a one-on-one that came out of left field sure 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 it had an organic planting yeah mm-hmm. i guess to grow um 
so we'll see where that that feud takes us. But that, those are going to be some pretty hot matches if if they give you know that some room to grow. Yeah, um, rough crossing. So Castro got hit with the the cowbell on the outside, and then he resurrected himself, and then took the cowbell and hit rough crossing a couple times. I believe got him eliminated as well. So that's probably going to be rough crossing versus Castro rematch. Yep, is going to probably be a match at Freelance versus the World Five. Yep, I would think. I think Effie's going to come back. Effie comes out. God, I am like weirdly enamored with Effie. Mm-hmm. Effie comes out, and he basically goes straight into a kissing spot with Eye Candy Elliot. I love also love how Eye Candy Elliot is like the perfect target. Yeah. For wrestlers like Effie, like Sunny Kiss, like mm-hmm. all all you know these. Uh, he's eye candy, bro. He's eye candy. Yeah, you can't like. People who work sec- like sexual things into their gimmick are just instantly attracted mm-hmm. to Eye Candy Elliot. I love how he's like just that target. <laughs> um, and then they did also they were doing a humping spot that you can't really. You, you, there's like an end. There's someone is coming out as they're doing this, but if you watch closely, they go from a kissing spot into like a turn turnbuckle humping spot in the ring okay which is very funny but it was like kind of overshadowed because someone was coming out as it was happening so the camera was cutting back and forth got it um i got i guess mick drake is leaving wrestling and he made an announcement that he's like stopping and he's going into business with i think it's like a nutrition Mm, or okay. something or he's going into something with nutrition and working out yeah because we great. started calling it out when we started seeing him so often and like poking feuds here and there right yeah and we stopped seeing him for a bit and he makes an appearance in this rumble yeah and he's Battle Royale. yeah and he i think he's retiring from wrestling or not going to be around as much so i was like a little confused as to why he was like so dominant he was really good at being mm-hmm. dominant in this rumble and he got like three four people out but to me, it almost feels like a waste if he's not going to be around anymore. But I think he looked good doing it. Yeah, he just he, he helped clear the ring. Exactly. The ring got crowded. Yeah. The ring was getting crowded. Um, Darren Corbin has the, had the most eliminations. I love that. I love how Darren Corbin just produces results. Like, you can't deny his track record and the results he produces. Um and then, oh, the only other thing I think I wanted to point out was uh, the still life of Apricot and Pears. How interesting they were. Mm-hmm. Did you, or you know something? Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering them at this point. You're not remembering them, them at this point. So it was one person, but they, they, <laughs> is the guy who looked like Aerostar. He was in purple. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to... Or he wants to be called. What's that? What is that? I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound dumb or just ignorant here. But people p- prefer to be called a certain gender or a certain um, yeah. pronoun. Pronoun. Pronouns, right? Pro- no. Pronoun is. Yeah, it's it's what like he, he she they he, yes whatever he yeah. prefers to be called they mm-hmm. and um, I mean. It, like he, it's almost like a, he tries to play, or excuse me, they are a, um, like a, like a majestic art form brought to life, mm-hmm. and it's almost like they pose, and they're just all about the arts, and they, they are very, inst- like they were eliminated in very slow motion, 
It was I. It was for sure when I looked it up, and I believe they are they have been at Chikara. Okay. I was like, okay, that makes sense for a Chikara gimmick, <laughs> but it was strangely confusing as it was going on. So that was like, I had to look up more about this who the, like who this person was on Twitter and like stuff like that. Who they they were? Who they were? Who they mm-hmm. were? Yeah. Any observations about this battle brawl from you? Uh, for me, like. Being there, not you know, I started watching it when you came in, and we did go back a little bit and watch some of it. Um, you know, the, the things that stuck out are things that we already talked about, like the Pat Monix versus Velasquez. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I, w- I wanted Gringo to play a, a bigger spot, but I think he got his time, and he did pretty good in the Rumble. He definitely got his time. Who was your pick mm-hmm. beforehand? Uh, beforehand, I thought it was going to be Gringo. I think you picked, because I listened to the, the episode with you and Richard. I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought Gringo. Um, was he saying that uh, Castro? He had Castro? I think he had Castro, yeah. Yeah? Uh-huh. Which Who, I wouldn't have minded either. I would not have minded either, but I knew that Castro and Ruff and were going to be. had a feud, yep. Mm-hmm. So... That's what's, what's good about these matches, though, is they progress other things. That's what you mm-hmm. want to get... If, if you're not the person winning, you hope to interact with someone that you'll meet later down the line. So Yeah, for sure. Um, so upcoming, we've said that Freelance hasn't announced a lot of things. If we do a quick check on their Twitter or Facebook, do you think they've posted anything? They posted GPA versus Craig, best of five. Right, right. Um... I think that is it. I mean, Ricky Shane Page versus Ethan Page. Which the rematch. given, right? Because of the rematch and the winning the Battle Royale. Um, Effie's going to be in town. Effie's going to be in town. I think they should do Effie versus Eye Candy. I really oh, think they good. should. I really think they should. Who's on this poster? Kylie's on this poster? Kylie's on the poster. Kylie's back. Kylie's back. Not gone. Um, the workhorsemen are on here. Um, Robert like Anthony. The, uh, Space Monkey and... Uh, yeah. With the Space Pirates? Yeah, Workhorseman versus Space Pirates, I'm assuming. Um, Isaiah's versus Pat, probably. Wow, yeah. That's a good one. Um, and yeah, Robert Anthony is on this poster, so I think he's going to be around. Um, and they just haven't announced a lot of it, but there's a lot of good stuff there. Ruff versus Castro. Castro. Oh, no, they did announce Pat and Isaiah's. They did okay. announce that. Sorry. It's official. It's official, official. Is it a singles or any type of... Uh, it I looks like just a, just a singles match. Yeah. Yep. Start uh, off slow. Oh, sorry. They did, Oh, they are announcing stuff. Wow. The timing of this, See, like it, an hour ago. There you go. Okay. Um, Here we go. Taking home records versus... Oh, <laughs> sorry. Taking home records versus Eric Cannon, Kiku Taro, and Effie. Kiku. Kiku's back. Wow. This is going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one. GPA versus Craig, best of five. Um, I think that's it so far. Okay, so that's that's enough to to hold us to another a couple more days. I'm sure they'll announce more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but regardless, the the matches that we know that are happening and the announcements that are currently happening as we are recording this. Um, you know, again, it's the, the, the fifth anniversary of Freelance. So um, I'm excited for it. It's on Friday, June 14th. Doors open at 8. The show starts at 9. If you go to a Freelance show and you want more wrestling, you could also get your Freelance Underground 
uh, tickets for ten bucks instead of twenty at the door the next day. It's a whole free. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you're gonna go to both shows and make it a freelance weekend, it only makes sense to go to the first show, mm-hmm. and buy, get the, their ticket for the next show for ten, like save ten off. bucks. Yep, you save ten bucks. And that ten bucks can go towards seven dollar PBRs, and you'll have well, one point four of them, one point three of them. Save some cash, and spend it on quality craft beer at the church brewery. Yes, which and is like four, four bucks. bucks. Anything IPA, stouts, pale ales, whatever you want. Yeah, I mean that reason alone. If you uh-huh. like beer and wrestling, and it's gonna be outside, hopefully. Hopefully, and you get to see Effie twice. Did we it. mention that Effie's there? <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, okay, but clear. yeah, man, I'm I'm really glad that we've. I mean, we've been associated with freelance for for two years at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the progression of Pat Monix as a character, but also though, like if we think about freelance as a whole, like um, you know, from our first show there to now, um, they've they've definitely switched things up around and they've tried new things. Things work. Things didn't work and. They're drawing crowds. We're sell- they're selling out the Logan Square Auditorium. Yes. So, um, really excited for their fifth anniversary. Yeah, I agree. Now, I mean, it just keeps the chart keeps going up and to the right. That's yeah. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. All right. Uh, should we go home now? I guess. All right. You can follow us at, at our website. <laughs> we did that last time. You can follow us at Two Heels in a Face on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can check out our website at twoheelsandaface.com. That's number two, Heels and the Face. Mm-hmm. You can uh, buy some merch at Pro Wrestling Tees. Look for Two Heels in a Face. I, I'm not sure if it's like slash Two Heels in a Face. Yeah, it is. Um, is it? Uh, yeah. What a maneuver. We want some baby merch, hoodies, or women's cuts. If you just had a newborn... Yeah, why not get them a, a onesie, two heels and a face onesie? Two, dude, strap them in. Strap them <laughs> in, baby. Get them ready for life. <laughs> get them ready for life. Strap them in, get them ready for life. Get them ready to be a wrestling fan. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can check out our episodes on Stitcher, SoundCloud. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify next year. We'll eventually get there, Spotify. We're coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for you. For you. Spotify, for you, Spotify. <laughs> um, Probably not. Yeah, though. don't don't lose hope. Hashtag but, Summer of Craig. Hashtag Summer of Craig. Hashtag Beat Up GPA. Hashtag Push Paco. Hashtag Give My Iron a Mic. I think we've overloaded this episode with hashtags. Probably. So. Hashtag right. Africa. Hashtag Toto. All right, that's a wrap. All right, that's a wrap. Bye. How long can I extend this episode? Uh, uh. I hear the drums echoing tonight. She hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.30 flight The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient To me as if to say Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you